0: Shit. all right welcome in couch guy sports podcast episode number 181 couchguysports.com follow us on itunes stitcher spotify everywhere you can get podcasts subscribe there rate, review us, of course uh, again like i said couchguysports.com at twitter is at couchguysports the podcast at couchguypod uh couchguysportshop.com all that good stuff just everything other podcasts that's me jared Scalley, alan hegan no nicholas long story short he was going to be on this week he,
1: uh, was. He, he, was gen- he
0: was genuinely coming back like this was going to be the week he, he, his business is going he was going to come back
1: and he the may have caught something COVID. He yeah he's 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 got the cocoa it's it's not he's great got the cocoa mold. like what a prick for catching COVID. yeah you kind of suck for
0: that quags what are you quags. doing Social distance, hand sanitizer, wear a freaking mask. Don't catch COVID. Simple. I've been home. I haven't caught COVID. I haven't gone anywhere. I feel like I'm talking like Trump with my hands like this.
1: Oh, he he, he had a post on Instagram where he was like, "COVID's not bad." When and then he tagged uh, his girlfriend in there, it's like it makes you chicken noodle soup and everything. I was like, "All right, let's not milk this up." I mean, did you he- get
0: COVID so you can get weighted on hands and foot, Nick? Like, is it, is this what this is? Like, did you, you want to be sick? Dude, what an asshole, Al. I know, Nick, I know. That,
1: that poor girl. I mean, just having to serve on him hand and foot. I mean, unreal. Amanda, we're here for you. If you need anything, text me now. We got you. Uh, uh, we're not going to help. Te- we're not, text, we're, text Jared, because I don't really know you yet. But once I know you, yes, for now, just text Jared. We're, we're not here to help Nicholas. Nick did this on his own. This is his fault. He got the COVID. He's an asshole. He has, he has a one-week ban on coming back, so he can't come back until the following week. So he can't yeah, come Nick, back I next even care. The I don't even care if you're healthy next week, Nick. Mm-hmm. You're not
0: coming on the show. It's not possible. One week ban. One week ban. Sorry. You're screwed. You're an idiot. Who gets COVID? Come on. Like, <laughs> wow. Well, he's staying home. I know. A lot of people
1: get COVID. But like, well, <laughs> I mean. Does he even do anything? How did he get COVID? Like, that, he that, that's what I'm wondering. Like, he he literally stays home and he's working on, like, this, this project that he's been working on. How did you By get COVID, w- Nick? By the way, go check it out, Blula. Go check it all out. Shopblula.com. Yep. Yep. But how, like, did you go out? Like, I really want to know how you got it. Like, Farsher, it, things, I think all it's the day jobs.
0: I'm not gonna name where he works in the day job, but like I think the day job is what did it. Um, for those of you who listen to this show, you know what he does for a living on besides the on online stuff. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm guessing it was the day job, but like still, dude, be careful. Come on. Man. Yeah. But all right. Best wishes to of course, Nicholas. Want him to get better.
1: he uh, yeah, still gets a one week ban, just because. One week ban. Just Jared and Jared and I back at it again next week, just the two of us. We got some stuff to talk about, Al. We do. We do
0: there's some exciting stuff uh one thing in particular which we'll get to which we all know Al and I are big baseball guys so we know we'll get to that um uh, but first let's kick it off with the weekly dump as always pew let's first by saying uh rest in peace to a legend Celtics legend basketball legend Tommy Heinsohn uh he was 86 he passed away uh for those of you in the area in the market know he was sick and battling um through some things so uh, Mike Gorman even came out. With his longtime partner said, like, he's in a better place. He wasn't great the last couple of months. But still, Celtics legend passes away. Anyone that grew up in our age group or near it, listening to Celtics games, that was, that was that was my childhood, listening to Mike and Tommy call Celtics games. Although, especially through that 08 run, like, that was the Celtics to me. And Obviously, now Brian Scalabrine does it, and that's awesome too. But, like, Mike and Tommy were the Celtics
1: and always will be the Celtics for me. So, uh, and- it's a tough loss. For sure. And the and the two best moments that I'll ever remember with Tommy Heinsohn are two in particular. One, whenever he would call Isaiah Thomas the little guy, every the time little guy. Said, literally the little guy, literally just it, it was so pure. And then when he was talking about Aaron Baines, like that is an all-time oh, all time, all yeah, time classic you know, moment.
0: You know, I saw Aaron, I saw Baines in the
1: shower earlier. He looks like all of Australia. <laughs> wow, that guy and Mike Gordon I, just I, could not I, help from laughing. I still can't believe he said that on live air, but because he's Tommy Heinsohn, because he he's a Celtic it. for life, he got away with it. One of my best moments is when it was Walter McCarty who was still
0: on the team. Yeah. And Walter McCarty's just at like the, getting ready to come into the game, and Mike and Tommy were talking about stuff like that, and he's like, "I got to tell Walter to really just like play hard, and like really be aggressive and just go get I the ball." Know. And Walter's sitting right there in here. It's like, and he looks at Walter, and goes, "Walter, be
1: aggressive, go play the game, come on, what are you doing?" Do, and he's do like, you know? Oh. Do you know the story? with Mike Gorman the first time they ever met you know that story right um maybe so it was when Mike Gorman was going to announce the the very first Celtics game ever that he ever did with Tommy Heinsohn oh the show notes yeah he had the yeah. show notes and Heinsohn just rips them up and he says we're not going to read off notes we're going to react to the game and that's how they've done it ever since so yeah. rip to obviously Tommy Heinsohn but rip to the, one of the greatest duos in broadcasting history too Mike yeah. Gorman and Tommy Heinsohn and we saw no less more. Of it-
0: we saw less of it over the years, obviously, because he, his health in general. Um, he wasn't making road trips, so we got a lot more Brian Scalabrini over the years, who, who I actually really like. Like, I think Brian Scalabrini is really good at the job. But there's something about Tommy Heintzen. You know, Come on, that's a terrible call. What are you doing? And then also when he admits he's, when he admits he's wrong or when he, like, he
1: sees the replay and goes,
0: ah, maybe it was
1: yeah, or when he's yelling at Ricky Davis for trying to dunk a ball, doing a 360, he's like, come on, Ricky, enough of the fancy stuff. Put the use, ball in the hoop. Use the glass. The be- I still love the little, the little guy. Oh, that's three the, again. That's the best one of all. IT for three? Got it. The little
0: guy. Oh, all right. Oh, Great news. Good news. Alex Cora, he's back. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Red Sox. You better have the him. song ready. You better have that song ready. Red Sox, don't worry about me. Introduce him. To us again, um, people. We'll talk about that, but that that is happening. Alex Corey is the manager of the Red Sox once again. Tony La Russa, that guy, yeah, the White Sox hiring idiots uh, was arrested on a DUI charge. Idiots, apparently said to the officer something in the lines of like, "I'm a Hall of Fame baseball guy. Like, what are we doing here?" Um, who,
1: who, guy- who? But but who's more the idiot, La Russa or the White Sox were still hiring him when they knew that it happened? Uh, definitely the White Sox. I mean, La Russa, you're old enough,
0: like, dude. Get, hold handle your liquor, bro. Uh, what are we doing here? But the White Sox, yeah, never should have hired him in the first place. Should have been AJ Hinch's job, but that's okay. The White Sox are being idiots and leaving that young core to fail. Uh, in good manager news, Kevin Cash, American League coach of the year, wanted to highlight him specifically because I love Kevin Cash. I think what he did uh was phenomenal with the rays going to the World Series, and I think he's a quality manager. So I just want to highlight that. That's awesome for him. i uh, hope we you kick your ass next year. And in football, Big Ben. Ben Roethlisberger of the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers goes to the COVID list, will probably not be playing this weekend. Baker Mayfield, same division. He came off the COVID list this week, out of the Browns bye week. So he didn't actually miss a game, Baker Mayfield, due to COVID. Um, because he got it the the beginning of their bye week and has now since come off. So good timing to get COVID if you're going to get it, if you're a football player, um, have your bye week. So Baker Mayfield comes off. He won't miss the game. They're back off the bye week this week, but Big Ben will miss the game this week. So Steelers probably end up losing, Uh, but they are undefeated still. Um, And that is your weekly dump. That's it.
1: That's
0: the news. RIP Tommy Heinsohn. RIP. Al Autumn's in the air and uh our friends at manscaped are here to ensure that you don't carve those pumpkins when you're grooming and yeah, that wouldn't, pumpkin, be, great. wouldn't by, be great by pumpkins out we mean your boys downstairs in fact manscaped is on a mission to change the way you approach caring for your balls and great news they just released their products in the uk canada and australia uh guys i i always talk about nick's story more than my own personal care like look i i shave, we grew up we learn how to do it I, I do i now shave in the shower with the light it's great we'll talk about it but nick nick's story of how, you know, he grew up, he thought he was supposed to do it with scissors and he nicked himself. Like that is the epitome of like most kids growing up. How do I do this? What do I do? Like, do I just use the scissors? Man, no more nicks. Don't clip yourself guys. Don't be Nick. Don't be Nick.
1: Don't be Nick with a Nick.
0: You want to make sure that you're going to have the best balls and the best trimmer for those balls. Also your butt. And your body. And that's a lot more 3.0 trimmer. It offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. Their Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer uses the same skin-safe technology when you're trimming those delicate nose hairs of yours. It works in the ear, too. It's great. Uh, And then, of course, the Crop Care Kit, which is phenomenal. It includes the Crop Preserver, which is ball deodorant. Uh, Everyone knows pumpkin spice lattes and ball deodorant go hand-in-hand. Come on, now. Crop Cleanser Body Wash, a full body wash that you can also use on your hair crop mop they're ball wipes it's great you never know when an opportunity strikes so you should always be prepared on the go if you can't get to the shower you, crop mop's a great way to kind of make them feel nice when you're gonna have some fun last minute you want to need that especially uh-huh. when the bars open back up al you're gonna have some fun plus you don't want to stink when you sit around a thanksgiving dinner either you want to smell good for your family uh, and if you bring a date to your family thanksgiving good for you congratulations uh you don't want to make a bad impression in front of your family or if you're going to their thanksgiving you want to smell good for their family so uh, if you suffer from a stank foot or stay on your feet all day then i have a product for you too it's the foot duster foot deodorant it's a free gift the cooling air, tea tree oil offers a pleasant experience for the stankiest feet and allows you to take your shoes off in confidence like i just said thanksgiving a few weeks away out um, if you're going to the in-laws um if you're going to your girlfriend's families if i'm going to my my wife's mother-in-laws whatever it may be right You don't want to make a bad impression when you take your shoes off. You're going to take your shoes off. It's casual. You're going to want to watch football. Put your feet up. Have a beer in your hand. Don't let your feet get distracted. The product's great. Of course, the Manscaped Refined Cologne is a cost-effective way to smell clean and fresh for everything. Of course, these formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and Parabian-free, so you know your manhood is in good hands. And now, we all know this, you're listening to the show, you're going to get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the promo code COUCHGUY20, 2-0, couchguy 20 All the stuff we just talked about, you're gonna get 20% off anything you order, free shipping, manscaped.com, using COUCHGUY20. The holidays are coming up, you wanna gift it to somebody, uh, you can get all of it, 20% off. Uh, Black Friday doesn't matter, you're getting the best deal now and then, and holidays. Make sure you get it now with the code COUCHGUY20. Obviously COVID shipping's a thing, so we wanna make sure we get it in time for the holidays as well. So, Al, if you haven't already, Spread the word, Couch Guy Twenty. Trimmers. Oh, <clears throat> oh I, I spread it. 0. Used a little LED light in the shower. I actually use that because my shower is a little dungeon, so that LED light, nice mm. for me. It's great. I don't have I don't have a fancy shower to lighten it. I need some I need some light downstairs, and my pumpkins are, thank me for it. So. Oh, I spread the word. Don't you worry. The word is
1: guy spread 20. very much. Couch, Couch Guy 20. Twenty.
0: Couch Guy Twenty. Your significant other will appreciate it too, if you have one. If not, you'll appreciate it. So it's fine. All right. Manscaped, Couch Guy 20. Patriots. They looked a little more manscaped this weekend. A little better. Let's start with this. Cam Newton. We'll get to the win as a whole and what the team's doing. Cam Newton, do you think he's getting better? Do you think he looked better from last week and this week? And he did look okay last week, too, in the loss of the Bills, except for the fumble. Do you think he looked better this week? I know it was the Jets out. I don't really want to put an asterisk to it because he looked good. Like, Do you think he looked better?
1: Yes, and there's one reason for it. It's because of Josh McDaniels. What did Josh McDaniels say before the game, Jared? He said that they were going to do something different with Cam Newton, and what was the one thing we didn't see Cam Newton do that much in this game? Run. Yeah, you didn't see him run. You didn't see plays specifically designed for him to scramble. Josh McDaniels said, we're keeping the ball in your hands. You're going to throw quick passes, and we're going to get the ball out of your hands quick, and we're not going to have you hold on to it and have better pocket presence so that way you don't get creamed on some of these sacks that he's taken earlier in the year. So with that being said, 27 for 35, about 275 yards, you know, not bad. He still doesn't throw touchdown passes. I mean, I think I saw his touchdown to interception ratio was like two to seven. Well, no, because before. when they get to the goal line, when they have, they use him. Like, yeah. They just call his, points. they call his number. Right. So yeah, he makes he's up get rushing. Yes. He makes up for it with the rushing touchdowns. Yes. Cause I think he has like seven rushing touchdowns this year, but in any case, Yes, he looks better. There are still some moments where it's like, yeah, he still holds the ball for too long. He still tries to do too much sometimes. When he doesn't set his feet, he has no chance of making a throw. Like, we saw that very clearly. Yeah. And Cam Newton is not what I want to talk about. And what I want to talk about, I'm sure we'll get to in a second. But Cam Newton, pretty good for the most part. Hopefully he can make a big step up, and especially yeah. next week against a tough Baltimore team.
0: Yeah, I, that's an L next week. The Baltimore game's a loss. If they somehow win that game on national television, God bless something, because holy crap, if they win that game. That being said, I do think Cam looked better. Um, I'm becoming more and more open to the idea that he's not going to be a quarterback next year. I saw someone, I forget where it was, said that they don't believe that Cam will even be a starting quarterback next year. Someone will take him as a – it'll be a backup role because he's just not where he needs to be to be a starter. And now, now especially, there are so many young quarterbacks around the league – Grabbing those open starting jobs and actually holding on to them, like think about right. You have obviously Mahomes and Jackson, but then you have Justin Herbert who's killing it in, char- in Charger Land. He's going to be their quarterback for a while. Two is now playing and he looked good this weekend. So like, two is their guy in Miami. Joey um, Burrow in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. You still have like guys like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers playing. Well, the only guy that I can maybe think of is replacing like Drew Brees if he retires. But, like, Jameis Winston's down there. And, like, I think they just they – Taysom might, Hill, too. And they keep saying Taysom Hill's their quarterback of the future, even though they're using him every different way. So, like, how many open roles are there really besides here? And if the Patriots don't want you next year, then what? So, like, that – I think I kind of agree with that. If Cam's not here next year, he's probably not starting somewhere else. Bills, Josh Allen, another example, right? So, there's a lot of places that are – that transition's happening at quarterback. And that's why, honestly, I truly believe that – the Patriots won't find their next quarterback in the draft. They're going to find their next quarterback on someone else's roster because there are so many teams out there that have guys as their backups who are actually good um, that might not get a chance to play unless they play somewhere else. Or someone like Sam Darnold, who I'm I'm still preaching this. Like I think Sam Darnold will be a great longtime quarterback here because if the Jets really do get the number one overall pick, which it looks like they're on track to, do you not take Trevor Lawrence? Of course you do because Trevor Lawrence is probably better than Sam Darnold. So then are you going to just let them hash it out? Or are you going to go, okay, I'm all in on Trevor Lawrence. You're my guy, which they should do. Then you got to get something for Sam Darnold. Patriots need to swoop in there and do their best to get. And I think that's one of the better options for them. Um, but that, that's here and there. The biggest thing I want to talk about, Al, and this is what's been signed, sweeping the nation or AKA sweeping New England. Was it a good win or a bad? And what I mean by that is obviously it was a dirty game. It was a gross game, but they won the game. They haven't won in a while. Like this football team, Purely win and loss style, that's a decent win because they haven't won in a while and they needed a win, especially because they're playing Baltimore. But what I mean is, did you
1: want them to win that game? Yeah, I did. I wanted them to win it from just a purely Patriots fan perspective. New England has not known losing in 20 years. Really the last time they had a somewhat failure, and I put this in air quotes for anybody that's just listening to this and not watching this on YouTube, failure of a season. 2002 when they went nine and seven and they were over 500. So the thing is, is that the Patriots don't know how to lose. We as fans don't know how to handle them losing because we've been spoiled for two decades and we're not used to seeing, you know, the defense, by the way, that's what I wanted to talk about for a second. The defense, Jared. Oh my gosh. They made Joe Flacco look like he was back in 2012. It was amazing.
0: Flacco somehow always does this. Like yes, I don't worry. Plays it's always against the Patriots. I, like even didn't they play didn't he play us, us against Denver too? Like Denver and he did the same thing. So Joe Flacco for some reason always plays well against the Patriots, but this even more so shows Stephon Gilmore's value. Yep. Right because J.C. Jackson couldn't handle it, and I think J.C. Jackson is a really good number two right now. And because you have Stephon Gilmore on the other side, it takes a lot of pressure off you, and you don't get those best matchups, which allows you to shine. Still got the interception, so that streak's going, which is great. I mean, Flacco threw the ball right to him, but like. Stefan Gilmore's value is shown even more. Plus you lose all those opt-outs you don't have, right? Like Patrick Chung, Dante Hightower, like this defense was supposed to be phenomenal still. And all these opt-outs, you lost Noy, you lost all these guys, Jamie Collins to free agency. This defense has its issues, but I don't think they're going to be that bad next year. Like I think no. they're going to get cap flexibility. I think this year in itself is a crap shoot. And you're right. The defense has not been what it's supposed to be. Um, you could easily be, five and two with some things late in game going your way defense playing better in certain games they're not five and two or whatever like that is something that the Patriots should be looking at and going okay we're not that far away like they have three wins this year but they realistically
1: could have five or six
0: they could have five or six and part of that's on the quarterback right that's why I always talk about Cam because how many games did he lose late but the defense also hasn't been great it's like correct so you you look at those situations and go In past years, a lot of these games that you've lost this year, you win those because, one, Tom Brady's just driving you down the field in those fourth-quarter drives, not turning the ball over in those late situations like Camden. And that alone wins you a couple games. Plus, the defense hasn't been as good as it's supposed to be. So that's where I think you talk about it, right? We haven't experienced losing as a fan base in so long because games like they've lost this year are games we typically win and expect them to win because of the success they've had in those close games. Like, there have been games, so many games over the years, that we come in as late games and go oh they're gonna lose and then they figure out a way to win and that that adds up to their 12 and 4 13 and 3 whatever record right so right. and that's a guarantee like that Saints game right Kimbrough Tompkins in the end zone like that's a game they should have 100% lost years ago but look who your quarterback was Tom Brady right. and 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 I don't think anyone in New England was shocked that they won that game we were excited I was at that game but like no no one was shocked because it was Brady like, Oh, Brady did it again. Suck it. Like, ha -ha. Like we're better than everybody. And that's how our mindset has been for 20 years. Now we watch it and go, if you're not a realistic Patriots fan, and you're just a homer,
1: you look at this and go, what the heck? Why are we losing? It's like, no guys, our roster sucks. Right. The team is not good. Well, not only that, not only that too, to go back to your previous question that started this whole conversation, it's kind of a meh win. If you think about it, and I wrote this on couch guy today, the win was, the win was sort of meh. Because it's like, yeah. as a Pats fan, you're happy because, like, we just had that whole discussion about... It was a win. Yeah, it's a win. It, and, a he, and Nick Folk made a kick. A, a clutch kick. A, a game-winning kick. kick. A game-winning <laughs> kick. Like, what? <laughs> I know. But not only that, right? It delays the inevitable one more week because yeah. let's think about this logically for a second, Jared. Both of you and I expect the Patriots to lose. I said it on Legends Lingo. I think that the Patriots are going to lose 24-10 to in this game against the Ravens. I Ten think, points. Um, That's nice of you. I know. Well, they're going to get lucky. Calais Campbell's also out, too, so that helps the Patriots a little bit in the run game. So, with that being said, Lamar Jackson's going to have his way with this defense. I don't care that Baltimore doesn't look the same this year. It's still Lamar Jackson. They still have some weapons. They still have that – I mean, they can run triple threat. They can go wildcat. They can do a ton with Lamar Jackson as their quarterback. But not only that, you think about this. Patriots lose this game. Their season's done. There is no way – they got to rattle off seven straight and they still have mm-hmm. to play the bills again. And the Rams. Yeah. Good luck with that. But if somehow, like we said, if somehow they ever pulled this one out, then you're back to four and five. You have Arizona next week at home. Who's inconsistent as can be.
0: And if you just beat Baltimore, doesn't that game look winnable?
1: I know. Then you have Arizona and then you have the chargers who can't close games in the can't final win. minutes of the fourth quarter.
0: I think you win that game anyway, but yeah, you,
1: you should. Yes. Yeah. But even so, if you do that, you rattle off three, four wins. Then you're talking about being back in six and five, seven and five. Now you're right back in the playoff hunt.
0: Yeah, and you play the Bills. Mind you, you had a close game last time you were on the road. You get to come you play at Foxborough. That's a closer game again. You still got to play Miami. You still, gotta play Miami. Anyway. You still you play to play Miami, who, Mind you, if you beat Miami, you have that tiebreaker in any sort of way. Yep. If it's a tiebreaker for a wild card spot, if you need to win the division, like – Beating Miami again is huge when that game comes up. If, you're, if your record gets closer to where they are going to be, because Miami's not losing. They're, they're clearly a better football team than we all expected. Um, but that that Miami game is huge for tiebreakers. If we get to that point and you have a better record, um, Jets is probably a win, but we don't know that now clearly. But, like, there's a chance here for the Patriots to come out and make a statement. Now, I don't think they will do it. I don't think either of us think they're going to do it. But if they lose this game, they're pretty much not in the playoff hunt their best hope is they win some games after this. And then the NFL cancels the rest of the season because of COVID and they add a couple teams. <laughs> like and, and like the, that's their best bet.
1: Right. And then you have the fans that are like, Oh, well, what about the tanking? You have to think about this. And let's answer I this. Re- that.
0: Oh my God. But, but let's,
1: but let's realistically think about this, Jared. I just want you to answer yes or no to the following couple questions. Mm-hmm. Are the Patriots better than the jets? Yes. Are the Patriots better than the giants? Huh. Yeah. Are the Patriots better than the Jaguars? Yes. Okay, so right there, that takes you out of the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, and that might take you out of the Justin Field sweepstakes, too. You have three wins. You're already screwed in the yes.
0: tanking win situation. Right. And if
1: you so, lose that game, you have two wins. It's already better than the other three teams. Like, yeah, you're not going to get a top-five pick with those three teams right there. Then you have a team like Dallas that's been struggling the whole year. You have yep. a team like Cincinnati that's in the hunt, too, for a top-five pick. You're not going to get a top-five pick. I would love it if they did. But they're not going to.
0: Yeah, no. See, they started to, well, to be a losing team.
1: They like, were 2-1 and one after three weeks. People forget that.
0: People were talking about winning the division after three, four weeks. So, like – Do you blame they them? Weren't, they weren't – well, no, because they they should be better. The record should be better than it is. Yes. Because, again, Bill's game got coughed up. We're right there to at least go to overtime. And if they go to overtime, I think they win, right? Broncos' game was a joke. They should have won that game, right? So, you look at those games that they've lost and go, yep. Kansas City, COVID game, right? That's a whole n- n- different n- anomaly. But – They really shouldn't be this bad record wise. So look, I I don't want them to tank because I don't think this draft is that you're not getting Trevor Lawrence and after that, who cares, right? Like there's not, there's enough talent sprinkled throughout the draft that I know, like, again, I'm not a big college football guy, but for what I'm seeing and reading and understanding is once past Trevor Lawrence, it doesn't really matter. It's Trevor Lawrence. It's Trevor Lawrence.
1: Yes. It's Trevor Lawrence, then Justin Fields, then everybody else.
0: And Justin Fields is still a far step below Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion. So, like, Justin Fields isn't a guaranteed quarterback of the future for any franchise. I mean, maybe here because of Belichick, but, like, I don't think he's going to go to Jacksonville and make them a contender.
1: And there's one crazy thing that we still forget about all the time, Jared. Trevor Lawrence might just say, I don't want to go to New York, so I'll go back to Clemson for my senior year. He'd be stupid. He he would be. He would be. But would you rather – if you're Trevor Lawrence, would you rather stay in school one more year, have another shot at a national championship, then the following year maybe you go to a team that's going to be better than the dumpster fire that is the Jets? Or do you come out of school, go probably 2-14 and 14, if you're lucky the first year, and then you have no talent around you and you have the but Jets organization? The only way for that – it never makes sense to stay in
0: school more than a year. He already did it once. He could have come out last year, right? So, like, look, he's a really good player. I think his stock was higher last year. You come out, you play for the freaking Jets. Um, you're probably going probably to make Sam Darnold lose the job, which is fine, come to the Patriots. You go there for a couple of years, you kick ass, you do your thing as much as you can. No one's going to blame you for sucking in Jetland. In jet like Everyone still thinks Sam Darnold can be a good quarterback. Everyone are, automatically said the Jets have ruined him because of Adam Gates and the ownership. Like No one blames Sam Darnold for sucking. Everyone just went, oh, well, he plays for the Jets. Trevor Lawrence, is everyone knows how good Trevor Lawrence is. So, if he goes to the place with the Jets, makes some money, and does his best he can, if eventually he leaves, that's like, okay, that's an organization thing. But look at Tannehill. He sucked in Miami for so long. And then as soon as he went to Tennessee and got paid, he went to the AFC Championship game.
1: He's a favorite getting this year. Like, Tannehill's a good quarterback. And yeah, that, that, that's kind of weird how that happened overnight, huh?
0: Yeah, really
1: weird. Really uh, weird. That, that was legitimately overnight. Yeah. Oh, because he stopped playing for Adam Gase. Um, True, true. What happens when you leave Adam
0: Gase? See, Sam Darnold, come to New England. You get out of Adam Adam Gase's clutches, and you'll be a great quarterback. So it's fine. Come to New England. Um, Look, Trevor Lawrence is going to be a Jet. Fine. Justin Fields will probably be a Giant because Daniel Jones shouldn't be a quarterback in the NFL. Fine. After that, I don't care. Patriots are going to do their thing. They're probably going to trade down and get like 15,000 seventh-round picks. Like, this is what they do. They're getting some cap space. They're... They're, they're, I'm telling you, their quarterback in the future is already on someone's roster. It's not in the draft. That, that's just what makes more sense for this team. Uh, they don't want to have to deal with a rookie. Um, they want someone who has been in the league for a year or two, who, who has that talent, who just hasn't gotten that shot. Hell, maybe they go snag Mariota. I don't know. Maybe they do something. I don't know. But
1: I just don't think it's coming out of the draft. All right, I'm done with Patriots. Talk. They're, yeah, I, was, they're I was literally just about to say, let's move on to something more. They're going to lose this weekend, right? Yes, they're going to lose. 24-10. to
0: I waited all day for Sunday night to watch the Patriots get spanked. That's going to be this. That's going to be what I'm singing when Carrie Underwood comes in.
1: Waiting all day Waiting for the past to get spanked. Sunday
0: night. All right. Uh, quick Celtics tidbit, and then we'll get to the fun stuff. Uh, okay. Danny Ainge, and you reminded me of this before, uh, says that Kemba Walker will be ready. They're prioritizing his health this offseason and will be ready for the restart, which apparently, and we know this isn't apparently, is December 22nd. That's when the season starts. So. Uh, draft is November eighteenth. Free agent season starts November twentieth, and supposedly they're going to be ready a month after that and be ready to go. Regular season games December twenty second. Seventy two game schedule. Players hate it. They're dealing with it. Is Kemba really going to be ready that time?
1: <laughs> no, not even close. Are you kidding me? He ba- they had to they had to load manage him when the restart happened because they were so preoccupied with his knee and they were so precautious with the knee. There's something going on with Kemba Walker's knee that we just don't know about, and the media is not telling us, and the front office isn't telling us. Yeah. So I'm very curious to to when it all comes out because it's going to come out eventually. I want to know what it is, but also you need Kemba Walker back because you know what, the draft is a week away. You're probably not going to draft a point guard. You're probably going to draft a big man. I mean that's what you need. Edis Cantor's probably out the door, and apparently J.D. Ange came out today and said they're going to make trades. Or try to make deals, which... But see how this much point, time do you have? That's the thing with the restart. Like, he doesn't have that much time to do anything. I know. And it's just, it's just a situation where... We've heard this for the last couple of years, Jared. It's been Trader Danny, but how many pew, trades pew, has pew, he really pew, made? Pew, 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 Trader Danny, pew, pew. He's still, he's still reaping the benefits of the Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Isaiah Thomas trades. That's it. That's, that, and, and, and the Kyrie Irving trade, in a sense. Because Kyrie Irving, at the time, was a good move. And we, we've said that before. So he's, he's made a couple... Yeah, you basically got Isaiah Thomas for, yeah. I mean, but Kemba Walker needs to be ready because people think that the Celtics are going to be fine without Kemba. No, you need Kemba I on need the Kemba. floor. You need Kemba on the floor. He's your third best you option. Kemba. And on some nights, he's your best option. So, yep. I mean, this is a guy in Charlotte that took over because he had nobody yep. else. But now that he has talent around him, this people is a guy. Forget. That
0: you people need forget what he did in Charlotte. Like, this dude can ball. And, yes. look, people are freaking out about what he did in the bubble. Like, oh, he was terrible. He wasn't consistent. This isn't what we needed. No, it was his first honestly, time in the
1: playoffs. It was his
0: first time in a real legit playoff run. He, he's been in the playoffs. He just hasn't won because his teams have sucked. Right. But, like, he's the first time in the playoffs not needing to be the guy. He's his, his mindset, and this is rightfully so, he defaults to the other guys because the other guys are the, are the closers on this team. And you know what? Towards the end of the playoffs when he came back and played, he was good in the clutch, even though when he wasn't in good games, he was hitting shots in the clutch. He was, he was looking like Cardiac Kemba in some of those postseason games against the Raptors and even against the Heat. And he wasn't healthy. Like, if, you, if he has to miss the first month of the season, fine, because you need him for the, to get to the. You're going to be a top five team in the East, regardless of what you happens. Need, you in the need first him
1: month. for the stretch run. That's what you, you need him for
0: the stretch run, and you need him for the playoffs, because the East is good. And we know that. We've talked about that, right? Like, the Nets, all those, they're, they're all going to be good teams. You need Kemba to beat those guys, and if you get a big man, yeah, that's going to help you. But you need Kemba to beat Kemba with Tatum Brown, maybe or maybe not Gordon Hayward. We'll see what that happens. But I, I, I'm, I'm the more honestly day by day. I'll, I'm more thinking Gordon Hayward's not going to be here next year, um, which really sucks because I want him here. But that's fine. I think I'm more believing that he's going to be gone. I think it's gonna end up being a trade. He's gonna opt in because he doesn't want to lose that money and then they're gonna trade him.
1: Actually so, I have a bold take about a trade. I got a really oh, bold
0: take. Oh god. All right. Let's see. What do we got?
1: Miles Walk Turner. Miles Turner will be a Boston Celtic before Thanksgiving. Before Thanksgiving?
0: Wow that's that's soon. Trader Danny. Trader Danny.
1: He he's gonna, I think Indiana Pacers the
0: only place that they, that Gordon Hayward will go. Like I, I think is the only place that'll take him. So it makes right. sense. Um, because if they're going to lose Miles Turner, maybe Old Depot gets thrown in that deal. I don't even care if he does. Right. If you can give me Miles Turner and, a, and another player that's not Old Depot, I don't even care. Um, I think Old Depot is their second best player. So if they want to give us Old Depot, fine. Gordon Hayward is the only place he's going to get traded to is the Pacers. I saw something about the, the Utah Jazz. He's not going back to Utah. Like the Utah Jazz have moved on from Gordon Hayward and they don't need him. Um, and uh, my guess is they will not be trading for gordon hayward in the near future
1: yeah i don't know gordon hayward that's such a sticky situation and it's just a situation where you don't want it to be you don't want to be in the situation right now but realistically if he's not going to be here past this year might as well trade him and get that rebounder that you need a young rebounder miles turner who wants out of indiana as it is so How old is turner? remind Lisa? me if you know I think he's like 24. I can double check okay. that though. I
0: know he's younger. He's on the low. Like he's around Tatum Brown. He's a little older than. Him, but um, so if you can get Miles Turner, you then you have long term Tatum Brown and Miles Turner as a solid three. Yeah, 20, 24. Yeah. So then you have you have Tatum Brown, Miles Turner, young guys, all the right positions. You throw in um, Kemba for a couple more years, right? And then you get a point guard, whatever it may be. Um, so you have, but like think about this year. Kemba Brown Tatum miles Turner all in the same starting line that's legit like that'll do some damage and then you have Daniel Tice you you can start Tice at the four and um and Turner at the five like you can do that like Tice is probably built more like a four anyway he's a small five so if you put Daniel Tice at the four or come off the bench, like there's so many more options um if you can swing Miles Turner I'm all for it like I think that would be a great fit um it would suck to lose Gordon Hayward but it just clearly hasn't worked out because of his injuries so um, but yeah, no. I just at the news of
1: Kemba. I just, I just laugh at that. Like he's not. If he's ready, for, if he plays December twenty second, he will not be home. No. And last thing I'm going to say about the Celtics, real quick, before we move on to the best news mm-hmm. of the night, Miles Turner was seen working out with Taco Fall. Can't say that that's not. I know. Can't Grant say Williams, that. too. Grant Grant was there. Can you not? Can you not think that Taco Fall and Grant Williams aren't like, dude? You want out of Indiana. We just I'll went to the Eastern us. Conference Finals. We've yeah. been to the Eastern Conference Finals three of the last four years. You take, take us to the finals. Future. That's the deal. That's the sell. You, can, you would get us to the finals. You would help us get to the finals. Just try to get out of Indiana. Come here, and you're going to see. It's great playing for Brad Stevens. It's great playing under Wick Grosbeck and the, Danny Ainge and everybody else. Guys, it's the Celtics. Like, if you, if
0: it's the Boston Celtics, you're going to take us to the finals. You Tatum, and literally, all they have to walk in and do is you Tatum him around and Brown will play here for the next 10 years. Yeah, literally. And like, who said, like, after watching those guys, who would say no to that? Like, nobody, easy sell, easy sell. All right, y'all. I'm home. I'm home. Tell the this isn't about Paul Pierce.
1: No, we know that. Where my head goes.
0: I'm getting chills. I know my kingdom Whose kingdom?
1: Alex Cora's kingdom. A ton of mistakes, yes.
0: But retribution.
1: You better. Round two. You better. You better. Round two. There we go. Oh, he's back. Alex Cora is back. He's home.
0: coming back everyone raise Alex Cora. yeah Dan bogart he loves it all
1: right we're good alex cora back as red sox manager it's official it was announced friday john hayman first on the report
0: my God, Jared- john Heyman knows knows yeah. how to make my friday and, and all in J- one day joe biden wins an election and we find <laughs> out that alex cora is the next manager
1: so, so Jared, we talked about this on a little podcast called Into the Triangle. I don't know if you've ever oh, heard of it. I've heard of it. Sounds like a good podcast. Is yeah, a Red it Red like, podcast? Yeah, oh. it is. And guess what? <laughs> You're Great co-host. episode, by the way. Yeah, Great episode, by the way. Thank you. But we talked about this on Into the Triangle, so that's why I just want to lead real quick by saying, for those of you that don't want Alex Cora back and are saying he's a cheater, blah, 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 can we look at the facts for a second? Look, Yes, look at the facts. Alex Cora in Houston? Yes, He cheated. We, we understand that he served his penalty. When the MLB did their investigation in Boston, nothing was found. Nothing. Zilch.
0: Nada. So the press conference that they, they announced him the other day, Red Sox, brought him back to Fenway Park, did the whole thing again. They got another picture walking to up down towards Fenway. It's great. They, re, they redid the whole thing. They literally asked him. Someone asked him, why didn't you cheat here? Like in layman's terms, like that's not the way it was worded, but that's basically what they asked. And he said, I didn't need to. Like I didn't bring the signed ceiling here because we didn't feel like we needed to. One, you had a really good team in Houston. You didn't need it, but I digress. He literally, like someone asked him, why didn't you bring it here? Again, telling us that he didn't do anything while he was in Boston. And then he literally said, I didn't bring the ceiling to Boston because we didn't need it. Like we were so freaking good. That's my manager. I didn't do anything here um apparently he walked into the office of sam kennedy and basically said i I need to be left i'm gonna leave i'm gonna i'm suspended i have to go like i'm assuming i have to go um as soon as he got that that meeting that he walked into that meeting and said like i have to leave you know there was a plan in place i'll be back next year right 2021 cool 2021 all right like whenever when that happened now we sat and talked about it day one a lot of people were like well he's coming back next year and again at the time we all said mookie was coming back but like we all said from day one, especially when Reneke was – once Reneke was named the manager for this year, we all went, well, that's stupid. But of course Alex Corr is coming back then because Reneke's not the future manager of this team. Like, that's an easy scapegoat decision, internal hire. Um, he's going to not rock the boat for a short crapshoot season, and then the guy comes back 2021, and he's going to be here for the foreseeable future. Alex Corr is the manager of the Red Sox from now until I die. Like, that's it.
1: That, he, belongs, I mean,
0: that- <laughs> he belongs in Boston, and he's going to coach this team for as long as I live. And
1: and here's the thing that people forget, and you know what? I've said it so many times, but you guess what, Jared? I don't care because it's true. If you didn't have Alex more, Alex more, Alex Cora, Alex more um, sounds like a nice fellow. He is. He's a very dapper gentleman. Gives out cookies on Fridays, but Ooh, Cookie Fridays, yeah. Alex Cora. He's your third manager in five years, yes. But he was here in 2018. He was here in 2019. I understand that. He won
0: you a freaking World Series.
1: He won you a World Series. Yes, I know 2019 was a down year and people want to go right away. The, the negative Nancys want to be like, well, what happened in 2019 with the talent he had? By the way, Chris Sale wasn't fully healthy in 2019. And Mookie Betts almost, you know, um, didn't really play at the MVP caliber level. Nope. So my point is, is that the best organizations have continuity. The Red Sox haven't had continuity in a few years. When Alex Cora was there for two years, there was that little bit of continuity, but yeah. now you're getting it back. The Don't most continuity have- they
0: had was like John Farrell in like recent history. Yes, it was the John yes. Farrell years. And then yes. he sucked,
1: so. Right. After he won a World Series in 2013. But anyway, Shouldn't have going- won that World Series, but yeah. Uh, that, yes, he walked into it he, and all the stars aligned. But And we can talk about that another day on like a uh, throwback memory episode. But anyways, Alex Cora, he gives you – the culture that you need. He's one of the smartest baseball minds in all of the MLB. So if you wanted Sam Fold or you wanted Carlos Mendoza or Don Kelly or James Towson, you were rooting for another restart because yep. it would have a been. Big restart. A, yes. Another new manager, another, you know, just another, like we just said, another restart.
0: And well, we Carol, you lose the young core. If Sam Fold gets hired, does Xander Bogart stay here? No. Mogart is gone. Stay here? No. Devers is gone. Like those guys don't want to, Those guys want to play for Cora. Like as soon as we found out that Cora was coming back, not even though the Red Sox announced it. Like when John Heyman tweeted it out, Eduardo Rodriguez was on Twitter like two seconds later with a bunch of emojis and happiness. Brock Holt chimed in. Brock Holt on his Instagram story, who doesn't even play baseball right now, literally chimed in on his story with a picture of him and Cora in the World Series trophy, saying like "Happy for my guy." Everyone loves Alex Cora. Everyone. So if you don't love Alex Cora, you're wrong. You do because everyone loves Alex Cora. If you don't think he's the right fit out, I don't get it. You, and you made the best point, I think, of the whole thing. You need successful continuity. And, yeah, 19 wasn't great. But 18 was, like, the best season in Red Sox history. It was. And you had all that talent, and that's what the Red Sox want. Like, look at the Dodgers run of the success. Now, they won one title. I get that. But they went to the, they went to the World Series three out of four years. They had one manager, Dave Roberts. Now, Red Sox ties, yes, nice. Hey, look at that. One manager. And now he's not going anywhere. He won. So he, his, his job is no longer in jeopardy. He won a World Series. So Dave Roberts is that continuity. They've done it right. They've drafted well. They've spent a lot of in Now they're spending money on the right people to bring in better and say Mookie Betts, right, along with their younger talent. You want to be the Dodgers. That's what you're shooting to be. And not just because they won the World Series the way they built their team is what the Red Sox should be trying to do. The Rays are the team that Bloom came from. They were in the world heroes against the Dodgers, right? Bloom wants to take what he do at the Rays and help build that team, young players, all that stuff, but then take that money he has now in Boston, Dodgers type money, right? And spend that on free agents, veterans, David Price, Mookie Betts, all those guys, and that's the perfect balance. And then you're going to be – and then you have a good farm system that you know how to do that. You know how to draft those young guys like the Rays, but you have the money of the Dodgers. That would, that's how you are good five, six, seven years in a row. And then you put one manager in there and having that same message constantly. Oh, that's how you become a team that does not go from first to last every other year. And that's what we've seen in the Red Sox. Yeah, we've won World Series, which is great. And we have more than the Yankees, this whole, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's great. But those in-between years suck. Like, you're not, yeah. you go from really good to not making the playoffs or like first round exits. And it's like, no, I want to be good every year. I don't have to win the World Series every year because it's really hard to do and it's not possible, really. But I want to be in the ALCS every year, every other year. I want to be in the hunt every single year. I want to be watching MLB Network Hot Stove and have the Red Sox being the top five favorites to win the World Series every freaking year. And the market that we're in now, that should be possible. That should be possible. And, yes, they have a lot of issues. Pitching, we've talked about it forever. Um, they got to cheer up some of these young guys, bring in some – I get it. Alex core is the first step to being in those top five rankings every single year, contenders, Boston Yankees, all that stuff. This is the first step of it.
1: I I just got the tingles. Ooh. You jacked up a little bit? Ooh, yeah. 2021 Red Sox, let's go. No, only if Nesson didn't screw me over and get off YouTube TV, I'd be very much excited. That went down from my head to my toes, and that just sent a little chill down my spine. By the way, this is, for me, the, the podcast episode of Hot Takes. I got another scorching take, this time Red Sox edition. The Red Sox, by the end of next week, will sign either Masahiro Tanaka or DJ LeMahieu. is more more possible. I, I think, D, I think. yeah, if I had to pick one of the two, I say DJ LeMahieu signs with the Red Sox by the end of the week. I like that one. I think he'd be a good fit. He'd be a great fit. He can play second base. He'd be a hitter at the top of your lineup, can fill the one or two slot. Yeah, you have a second base. base hole. You need
0: the help at second base. Like, there's no doubt there. Like, there's still a hole there. Um, that that needs to get filled. And then you have first baseman to play. Like, Bobby Dalbeck is there. He, they clearly like what he did. Uh, Chavis is still on this roster right now, so like, that's an option at first base. Um, so you have first baseman. You need a second baseman.
1: Right. Exactly. So I mean, TJ LeMahieu coming here. That'd be a great next move. That'd be the second move. And then address mm-hmm. the pitching, address the bullpen, because by I don't tape. care what.
0: Bowers a Red Sox by
1: Christmas. I do not see that happening. Bowers a Red Sox by Christmas. There's no way that's happening. I'll bet you on that one. Trevor Bowers a Red Sox by Christmas. I uh, I don't know about that. One. Actually, no. I think- I'm I, I'm I
0: I think that's right. But I want if we're doing money if we're putting something on this, n- not for fun- for funsies. By Christmas, George Springer is a Red Sox.
1: Oof. that one I will put my na- name on that, that one, uh, that one, that one's, we can talk about that. That, that one might be, might be fun. We'll put, we'll put this legitimately
0: down on the next end of the triangle episode. I know it exists. It's a podcast. Um, that's but this when are
1: you, when are you coming on it? Like, let's, 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 I, have a, let's I, I have, I have, I have a fire. surprise.
0: I have a surprise for Al in the next episode. I'm already planning it. Uh, it's in the works. Oh. I have help with gosh. it.
1: Oh, gosh. somebody else is
0: helping me who will also be on the episode with us. Um, oh, gosh. So, so that's in the works. But I will put this down, and we'll have a witness, right? There will be a third chair. So I will have a witness for me saying that George Springer will be a Red Sox by Christmas. Uh, this will be – it's Wednesday. What are you doing tomorrow, Al? Thursday. Uh, we have a meeting, buddy. I know. We can do before. Yeah, I'll do it. All right. Let, let, me, let me get my contact down. Let me write. Let me, let me text them and see. If that person can come on with us, but we'll figure that out. That's a Red Sox thing. Uh, guys, Alex Scores back. It's great news. He's back. He is
1: back.
0: All right. In the triangle. That's what we record tomorrow. Couch guy Sports Podcast. That's this show. Nick Qualia did not come back this week because of the COVID. Uh, that's all right. We love him. Get well soon, buddy. All jokes aside, obviously, COVID is a serious thing. Uh, we have a new president. Yeah, get well. It's exciting because he's get taking well it seriously. Um, Quags, we love you, bud. Um, but really, we miss you. It's all right. Episode 181, we said, right? This is. Uh, hammer the subscribe button on iTunes. You won't have to worry about it. Who cares what number it is? You're just going to get every episode, and we can listen to it. It's great. Um, CoachGuysports.com, all the written content, all the other podcasts, YouTube channel, Twitch stream, store, everything. just Everything, Couch Guy. Just go do it. Um, Al, it was fun. You might, again, Always. We'll talk, probably going to talk to you tomorrow in some form, maybe twice. Yes. Yeah, maybe. Until then, Al, yeah, it was fun. We'll talk to you uh, next week. I'll oh, so wait, I'll